The world's wisest skeptics, especially those in academia, have challenged and continue to challenge. The world's greatest societal, entertainment, and digital resources have been harnessed, and the world's political arena and the media at large have been fully engaged in their coordinated effort to dethrone the God who made them. This is most certainly an exercise in futility. Those who follow their foolish and vacuous leadership will find despair and ruin stacked in heaps. Far, far beyond those heaps, the unbelievers will find their end in a place called the Lake of Fire, where even hell itself is finally cast. God said man said visitors may remember the feature 48 Hours in Hell, which was originally published by Osterhaus Publishing House many years ago. A few excerpts follow of an account of a prison inmate who died in a coal mining accident only to come back to life to recount his terrifying but biblically sound experience. We pick up his tale mid-story. At this place, my guide left me to direct other lost spirits to the same destination. I remained in this open plain for some time when a being similar to the first one came to me, but instead of a spear, he had a large sword. He came to tell me of my future doom. He spoke with a voice that struck terror to my soul. Thou art in hell, said he, for thee all hope is fled. As thou passed through the mountain on thy journey hither, thou didst hear groans and shrieks of lost souls, as they called for water to cool their parched tongues. Along that passage there is a door that opens into the lake of fire. This is soon to be thy doom. Before thou art conducted to this place of torment, never more to emerge, there is no hope for those who enter there. Thou shalt be permitted to remain in this open plain, where it is granted to all the lost to behold what they might have enjoyed instead of what they must suffer. With this I was left alone. Whether the result of the terrible fright through which I had passed, I know not, but now I became stupefied. A dull weakness took possession of my frame. My strength departed from me. My limbs refused longer to support my body. Overcome, I now sank down a helpless mass." drowsiness now took control of me. Half awake, half asleep, I seemed to dream. Far above me and in the distance I saw the beautiful city of which we read in the Bible. How wonderfully, beautifully beautiful were its walls of jasper. Stretching out and away in the distance I saw vast plains covered with beautiful flowers. I, too, beheld the river of life and the sea of glass. Vast multitudes of angels would pass in and out through the gates of the city, singing, oh, such beautiful songs. Among them I saw my dear old mother, who had died a few years ago because of my wickedness. She looked toward me and seemed to beckon me to her, but I could not move. There appeared to be a great weight upon me that held me down. Now a gentle breeze wafted the fragrance of those flowers to me, and I could now more plainly than ever, hear the sweet melody of angel voices, and I said, Oh, that I might be one of them. As I was drinking of this cup of bliss, it was suddenly dashed from my lips. 
I was aroused from my slumbers. I was brought back from my happy dreamland by an inmate of my dark abode, who said to me that it was now time to enter upon my future career. He bade me follow him. Retracing my steps, I again entered the dark passageway and followed my guide for a time when we came to a door that opened in the side of the passage, and going along this, we finally found ourselves passing through another door, and lo, I beheld the lake of fire. Just before me I could see as far as the eye could reach the literal lake of fire and brimstone. Huge billows of fire would roll over each other, and great waves of fiery flame would dash against each other and leap high in the air like the waves of the sea during a violent storm. On the crest of the waves, I could see human beings rise, but soon to be carried down again to the deepest depths of the lake of fire. When born on the crest of these awful billows for a time, their curses against the just God would be appalling, and their pitiful cries for water would be heartrending. This vast region of fire echoed and re-echoed with the wails of these lost spirits. Presently I turned my eyes to the door through which I had a few moments before entered, and I read these awful words, This is thy doom, eternity never ends. Shortly I began to feel the ground give way beneath my feet, and I soon found myself sinking down into the lake of fire. An indescribable thirst for water now seized upon me, and calling for water my eyes opened in the prison hospital. As soon as I opened my eyes in the hospital and found that I was alive and on earth once more, I immediately gave my heart to God, and I'm going to live and die a Christian. While the terrible sight of hell can never be banished from my memory, neither can the beautiful things of heaven that I saw. End of quote. The only way to escape is through the shed and saving blood of Christ Jesus. Jesus calls it born again. John 3, 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Have you yet to be born again, born a second time, this time of the Spirit of God? At this place, all your sin and shame are expunged, and all Satan's bondage is broken. At this place, Jesus calls born again, everything becomes brand new. How gloriously true is Second Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Today you will choose. Today you are in the valley of decision. Do nothing, and you have rejected your offer of salvation. Will you choose Jesus Christ and live forever? Follow me in this simple prompt, and in minutes you will enter the invisible kingdom of God. Here we go. Click on to Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Do it right now. We will wait for you here. Now for today's subject. God said, Exodus 20, verse 11, For in six days... The Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. God said, Genesis 5, 1 through 6. 
This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God made he him. Male and female created he them, and blessed them, and called their name Adam in the day when they were created. And Adam lived a hundred and thirty years, and begat a son in his own likeness after his image, and called his name Seth. And the days of Adam after he had begotten Seth were eight hundred years, and he begat sons and daughters. And all the days that Adam lived were nine hundred and thirty years, and he died. And Seth lived an hundred and five years, and begat Enos. God said, Genesis 7, 1 through 4, And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark, for thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. Of every clean beast thou shalt take to thee by sevens, the male and his female, and of beasts that are not clean by two, the male and his female, of fowls also of the air by sevens, the male and the female, to keep seed alive upon the face of all the earth. For yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights, and every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. Man said, The world's greatest minds have rejected the God of the Bible and his Christ, and being an educated and erudite individual, I say, who needs him? Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature 972, that will once again certify the brilliant, supernatural inerrancy of God's beautiful book. All of these powerful features are archived here in text and streaming audio for the building up of the faith and as bait for the fishers of men. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Thank you for visiting. May God open unto us his hidden manna. At the time of this printing, nearly 1,000 proof features are hosted on God Said, Man Said, and over 100 address the Bible's reported 6,000-plus year age of the earth in contrast to the billions of years purported by evolutionists. New young earth research is coming in all the time. In this multi-part series, we will gather powerful examples of young, young earth excuse me, research already published and available on God Said, Man Said, while adding new information as we proceed. Rest assured, childlike believer, when real science speaks versus the theories of men, God's word stands as the inerrant truth that it is. Everyone approaches life and its information from a particular bias. God's children interpret what they see through faith in God and His Holy Bible. Satan's children, on the other hand, interpret what they see through unbelief, what Second Thessalonians chapter 2 calls the deceivableness of unrighteousness. The two camps approach the same information, but 180 degrees out from one another. Consequently, the conclusions reached are 180 from one another. Instead of a glorious, eternal God creating all that you see and can't see, Satan's children propose an explosion out of nothing, and bang, here we are. Instead of man being made in the marvelous image and likeness of God, Satan's children propose a one-celled organism evolving and slithering out of a mysterious primordial ooze. Instead of the union of man and wife in holy matrimony, Satan's children offer up contentious confusion and 
am I a boy or am I a girl or which bathroom should I use rhetoric. You get the idea. Start 180 degrees out and then 180 degrees out. Recorded secular history goes back around 5,000 years and comes to an abrupt halt. The reason is simple. The earth and its universe are not much older than that. According to the Bible, the earth's history goes back just over 6,000 years, and we do have a historical reference. Famed ancient historian Flavius Josephus records this concerning the written record left by Seth, the son of Adam, the first man. Seth was born to Adam when Adam was 130 years of age. Josephus writes, Now this Seth, when he was brought up and came to those years in which he could discern what was good, became a virtuous man, and as he was himself of an excellent character, so did he leave children behind him who in imitated his virtues. All these proved to be of good dispositions. They also inhabited the same country without dissensions, and in a happy condition without any misfortunes falling upon them till they died. They also were the inventors of that peculiar sort of wisdom which is concerned with the heavenly bodies and their order, and that their inventions might not be lost before they were sufficiently known upon Adam's prediction that the world was to be destroyed at one time by the force of fire, and at another time by the violence and quantity of water, they made two pillars, the one of brick, the other of stone. They inscribed their discoveries on them both that in case the pillar of brick should be destroyed by the flood, the pillar of stone might remain and exhibit those discoveries to mankind and also informed them that there was, was another pillar of brick erected by them. Now this remains in the land of Syriad to this day. End of quote. The age of the earth and its universe is surely known even down to the year day of the week, and even the time of the day. For example, Genesis tells us the evening and the morning were the first day. God's days begin in the evening. Work began in the evening in the darkness. God's creation process began the first day of the week, which would be Sunday evening, with the evening preceding the day. Evening and the morning were the first day. Many chronological markers are laid out in the scriptures that are used to date the earth. The genealogical record is pivotal. Genesis 5.3, And Adam lived a hundred and thirty years, and begat a son of his own likeness after his image, and called his name Seth. From the birth of Adam on the sixth day to the birth of his son Seth was one hundred thirty years. Tracking the genealogical dates between father and son, we discover that 1,656 years transpired from the day Adam opened his eyes until Noah's flood. Moving forward from Noah, tracking genealogical spans to the years of the kings and other chronological markers, you can date the age of the earth, its universe, and all mankind. Famous Anglican Archbishop James Usher famous for dating the earth in the scholarly tome he wrote in the 1600s, known as the Annals of the World, used all of the methods noted and more. In Appendix B of the Annals of the World, revised and updated by Larry and Miriam Pierce, you'll find the following. In preparing this work, Usher first made the assumption that the Bible was the only reliable source document of chronological information for the time periods covered in the Bible. 
in fact, before the Persian Empire. Very little is known about Greek, Roman, and Egyptian history or the history of other nations. Much rests on speculation and myths. Dates in secular history become more certain with the founding of the media Persian Empire. For events before this time, Usher relied solely on the data from the Bible to erect his historical framework. He chose the death of Nebuchadnezzar as a reliable date to anchor all the earlier biblical dates to. Hence, working backward from that date, he ended up with his date for creation of October 23, 4004 B.C. The date of October 23, 4004 B.C. is based on the Julian calendar. According to the Gregorian calendar, still used today, and according to Usher, the beginning of time is Sunday, September 21, 4004 B.C. Now add the years since our Lord Jesus Christ, and you have an earth just over 6,000 years of age. Scientific and academic research continually and mostly unwittingly confirm the Bible's young earth. Settle it in your heart. The earth is just over 6,000 years old. Paleontology, archaeology, ancient history, societal records, genealogical records, geology, molecular biology, and more all say yes. I need the Word of God to be true. My life, even eternal life, depends on it. The following paragraphs are from the God Said, Man Said feature, Unashamed, the Beautiful Book and 6,000 Years. The God of today's carnal educators is called evolution foundational to evolution, without this, evolution cannot exist, is the doctrine of uniformitarianism. Uniformitarianism declares that the present is the key to the past, and that the Earth's geologic history has proceeded at a very uniform rate, similar to what is observed today. Approaching the apparent geological facts from the position of unbelief turns everything upside down. Instead of the earth and its universe being just over 6,000 years old, the age offered is in the billions. Students of the Word of God understand that two major global events took place in the past that were certainly not uniform. If you arrived on earth seven days after creation began, you would assume the earth had history when there was none. Had you come upon the apple tree laden with fruit, you would assume history, but other than four days... There was none. Had you encountered Adam and Eve, you would have assumed history, yet they were only one day old. Imagine, Adam didn't witness God's creative handiwork during the first five days and part of the sixth day of creation. Adam had no way of knowing how God did it. He had to take his word for it. Obviously, the creation of the earth and its universe, including all life forms in six 24-hour days, would not be considered uniform. There goes uniformitarianism. The second global event that blows the doctrine of uniformitarianism out of the water is the global flood and the days of Noah that destroyed all living creatures that had the breath of life in its nostrils, with the exception of those upon the ark. Empirical data supporting this global, earth-changing flood is truly staggering. Fish fossils on every mountain peak, flood strata covering three-quarters of the earth, over 500 ancient and mostly extra-biblical societal accounts, the vast majority of all fossils buried as a result of water action, and just so much more. 
but because carnal academia begins their approach to the facts in the spirit of the deceivableness of unrighteousness, the conclusions they derive can only be delusional. The foundation of uniformitarianism is truly sinking sand. When facts and not theories are presented, the evolutionists are left bewildered and red-faced, end of quote. The scientific data being published today certifies a young earth. When the data speaks instead of the theories shaped in the bias of unbelief, God's word stands supreme. Does regular, non-evolutionary science support billions of years? The answer is no. To the contrary, true science finds itself sidling up beside God's young earth pronouncement consistently. A host of these Book endorsements are reviewed here on God Said, Man Said. Be of good cheer, saints. Your holy book remains and will continue to remain undefeated. All the world's books and their knowledge must genuflect before the Word of God. During this series, you will see research stacked upon research that declares a very young earth. The headline at sciencemagazine.org reads, Some fairy tales may be 6,000 years old excerpts follow. When it comes to the origin of Western fairy tales, the 19th century brothers Grimm get a lot of the credit. Few scholars believe the Grimms were actually responsible for creating the tales, but academics probably didn't realize how old many of these stories really are. A new study, which treats these fables like an evolving species, finds that some may have originated as long as 6,000 years ago. Here's how it worked. Fairy tales are transmitted through language, and the shoots and branches of the Indo-European language tree are well-defined so the scientists could trace a tale's history back up the tree and thus back in time. This approach allowed the researchers to trace certain tales, such as The Smith and the Devil, which tells the story of a blacksmith who makes a deal with the devil in exchange for unmatched smithing prowess back thousands of years all the way to the Proto-Indo-European people. If the analysis is correct, it would mean the oldest fairy tales still in circulation today are between 2,500 and 6,000 years old. Headline, bbc.com uh, slash news. Fairy tale origins thousands of years old, researchers say. A few paragraphs follow. Durham University anthropologist Dr. Jamie Tirani said Jack and the Beanstalk was rooted in a group of stories classified as the boy who stole the ogre's treasure and could be traced back to when Eastern and Western Indo-European languages split more than 5,000 years ago. Analysis showed Beauty and the Beast and Rumpelstiltskin to be about 4,000 years old. A folk tale called The Smith and the Devil about a back blacksmith selling his soul in a pack with the devil in order to gain supernatural abilities was estimated to go back 6,000 years to the Bronze Age. The study said this tale could be traced back to the Proto-Indo-European society when metallurgy likely existed and there was archaeological and genetic evidence of massive territorial expansions by nomadic tribes from the Pontic Steppe, the northern shores of the Black Sea, between 5,000 and 6,000 years ago. The headline in the November 25, 2017 issue of Science News reads, Big Moves! Excerpts follow. Consider how they always end up at 6,000 years. 
Nomadic herders living on western Asia's hilly grasslands made a couple of big moves east and west around 5,000 years ago. There were not typical back-and-forth treks from one seasonal grazing spot to another. These people blazed new trails. The entire earth is populated by the three sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Japheth is the father of all the Indo-European people. Science News documents the path of their travels from Western Europe to China. These journeys by people now known as the Yamnea transform human genes and cultures across a huge swath of Europe and Asia. Yamnea people left their mark from Ireland to China's western border across roughly 4,000 kilometers. Two pioneering studies of ancient DNA published in Nature in 2015 unveiled the Yamnea people's big moves. Getting those results was a pivotal moment for researchers who studied the Eurasian Bronze Age, which stretched from around 5,000 to 3,000 years ago. Those two millennia witnessed the rise of metalworking, writing systems, and other signature features of urban civilizations. Granting special status to ancient pastoralists as civilization builders is not a new idea. In the 1950s and 1960s, prominent archaeologists argued that horse-riding pastoralists launched a series of migrations out of their homeland, the Pontic Caspian Steppe, right north of the Black Sea from roughly 6,000 to 3,000 years ago. Those archaeologists say these pastoralists, as fierce nomadic warriors who spread the lifestyle, beliefs, and language of what is known as Kurgan culture to farmers and foragers in Europe, and parts of Asia. Kurgan groups, which included the Yamnea, were known for burying their people in graves covered by dirt mounds. These groups had no writing system, but spoke an early version of modern Indo-European languages, some archaeologists have argued. Indo-European tongues today include English, Spanish, Russian, and Bengali, among more than 400 others. Eski Wilkerslevs, an evolutionary geneticist at the University of Copenhagen, and David Riches, a Harvard Medical School geneticist, uh, ancient DNA investigations conducted independently in collaboration with different sets of archaeologists reached the same conclusion. Yamnea people reshaped Central and Northern Europeans' DNA within a couple of hundred years after starting the journey west as early as 5,100 years ago. That came as a surprise to both research groups. The smoking gun, DNA extracted from a total of 195 skeletons of Bronze Age Northern and Central Europeans into two studies, showed that those who lived between 4,900 and 4,400 years ago possessed a remarkably large amount of Yamnea DNA. Yamnea people contributed about 75% of the ancestry of those farmers, the scientists concluded, end of quotes. The facts, not the theory, always end up here. Be of good cheer, O sons and daughters of God. Your childlike faith will never disappoint. According to Usher, 4,367 years ago, Noah was directed by God to build an ark. God then destroyed the world as we know it, and his creation began anew. All of today's ecology, animal life, mankind, and man's civilizations past and present hail from where Noah and his ark landed on the mountains of Ararat.
The headline of searchforthetruth.net reads, Goat slash sheep match biblical record. The following paragraphs are from that feature. Tracing the DNA lineage of all humans back to an original source has revealed that all humans originally came from a single woman and a single man. This is no surprise to Christians who were told this thousands of years ago in the first chapters of the Bible. It has just taken modern science 6,000 years to catch up with what God told us in the Bible. But we have also traced the lineage of other creatures. For instance, DNA testings have now revealed that all living goats are descended from five original female goats, and all living sheep are descended from three or four original females. But why multiple original pairs and not from one original goat or goat or sheep pair? Once again, the Bible has the answer. Noah was told to take seven pairs of each type of clean animal on board the ark in order to have animals for sacrifice after the flood receded. These animals may also have been needed to provide food and clothing as the earth was repopulated with plants and animals. Thus, in the case of sheep and goats, we would not expect all modern breeds to be traced back to only one pair, but something less than seven pairs. Apparently, Noah sacrificed or ate two pairs of goats and two or three pairs of sheep. All the sheep and goats in the world today descended from the remaining animals. The test results exactly match what would be expected if the Bible and the worldwide flood were to be understood as literal historical reality. The Bible is the only truly accurate source of truth for such ancient historical knowledge. End of quote. Ancient civilization, with the oldest around 5,000 years of age, left a trail of archaeological, paleontological, and written information often describing how the world began along with the sundry accounts that parallel the biblical Noah. Greek literature speaks of the first woman created and tells of mysterious box given unto her by one of the Greek gods for the purpose of punishing man. As we continue, note the similarities to the biblical Eve who opened the door for all sin and death. The following paragraph is from Wikipedia under the heading Pandora's Box. Pandora had been given a large jar and instruction by Zeus to keep it closed, but she had also been given the gift of curiosity and ultimately opened it. When she opened it, all of the evils, ills, diseases, and burdensome labor that mankind had not known previously escaped from the jar. But it is said that at the very bottom of her box there lay hope. End of quote. The commonality of accounts is the product of a common root. According to Bishop Usher, that root dates back to the beginning 6,023 years ago. This feature is published in 2019. It will become abundantly obvious as you visit these features that when credible scholarly data speaks and not the theories of unbelief, the Word of God stands supreme. Be of good cheer, saints. God's Word is true and righteous altogether, a place to build a life that will last forever. God said, Exodus 20, verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. God said, Genesis chapter 5, 1 through 6. This is the book of the generations of Adam. 
in the day that god created man in the likeness of god made he him male and female created he them and blessed them and called their name adam in the day when they were created and adam lived a hundred and thirty years and begat a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name seth and the days of adam after he had begotten seth were eight hundred years and he begat sons and daughters and all the days that adam lived were nine hundred and thirty years and he died and seth lived an hundred and five years and begat enos god said genesis chapter seven one through four and the lord said unto noah come thou and all thy house into the ark for thee have i seen righteous before me in this generation of every clean beast thou shalt take to thee by sevens the male and his female and of beasts that are not clean by two, the male and his female. Of fowls also of the air by sevens, the male and the female, to keep seed alive upon the face of all the earth. For yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights. And every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. Man said, The world's greatest minds have rejected the God of the Bible and his Christ, and being an educated and erudite individual, I say, who needs him? Now you have the record.